0: Thank you for joining me this week. We're going to talk a little bit about trauma and how it can affect our productivity. You'll find more information and links to resources I mentioned in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 292. This episode is brought to you by our new sponsor, Policy Genius. You know, there are things we look back on and think, how did I get it so wrong? It might be something as simple as, you know, wearing multiple polo shirts and popping all the colors or that interesting haircut we got one time, or maybe dating that one person that one time, you know, the one we're always going to get things wrong. That's just life. But there are also things we can get right on the first try like shopping for life insurance. And that's where policy genius comes in. Policy genius makes finding the right life insurance for you a breeze. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. You could save as much as $1,500 or more a year by using policy genius to compare life insurance policies. And then once you apply, the policy genius team will handle all the paperwork and the red tape at no charge. And Policy Genius doesn't only make life insurance easy, they can also help you find the right home and auto insurance or even disability insurance. So even if you look back on, oh, I don't know, your triple denim days in distress, you'll never be distressed about life insurance with Policy Genius. In just a few minutes, you can find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. We all get things wrong from time to time. At least we can get life insurance right with Policy Genius. Visit policygenius.com to learn more. Okay, let's get into our topic this week. I was talking recently with a coaching client who shared with me that in preparing a presentation for educators about the effects of trauma, she realized that she is experiencing trauma. As many of us are, as I'm recording this, we are still uh, in the midst of a worldwide pandemic that has made a lot of changes in life as we know it. And we're, you know, still trying to sort all that out. As she and I talked about it, we realized there is really a trauma that can come from that. And it got me thinking about how our response to traumatic events can affect our ability to accomplish the things that are important to us and make that meaningfully productive life. So I thought I'd talk about that a little bit. I I did a little digging because you know, this is kind of, I'm a lawyer, not a psychologist, but I found it interesting just learning a little more about this and wanted to share it with you. So starting with What is trauma? What does it mean uh, when we say trauma? Uh, One dictionary I looked at defines it as a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. Another article says it more precisely, and I'm quoting here. It says, trauma is the response to a deeply distressing or disturbing event that overwhelms an individual's ability to cope, causes feelings of helplessness, diminishes their sense of self and their ability to feel the full range of emotions and experiences. Um, This is from an article called What is Trauma? I, I will have links to all these articles in the show notes. They are very much worth reading, very, very informative. The American Psychological Association describes trauma as an emotional response to a terrible event. And according to an article published by the Missouri Department of Mental Health, uh, they say, and here I'm quoting again, individual trauma results from an event, series of events or set of circumstances that is experienced by an individual as physically or emotionally harmful or threatening, and that can have lasting adverse effects on the individual's functioning and physical, social, emotional well-being. Uh this particular article the one published by the Missouri Department of Mental Health identifies three main types of trauma. Uh, acute trauma that re- results from a single incident, chronic trauma is repeated and prolonged, and complex trauma which is exposure to varied and multiple traumatic events often of a very invasive interpersonal nature. Uh, so those are the three kinds that that particular article refers to or describes uh, another therapist in a separate article tells us that trauma that affects a community or a country is called collective trauma. So that's another type of trauma that we might experience. Lots of different kinds of things can result in trauma, that emotional response uh, to an event that occurs to us, whether it's a one-time terrible event or a repeated and prolonged kind of, uh, circumstance that creates that chronic trauma or whatever kind it is. Uh, And knowing what kind of trauma is, what are some of the common signs and symptoms of trauma of that emotional response to a, a terrible event or a series of events? According to one article Uh, There are a number of types of signs and symptoms that we can experience as a result of trauma. There are emotional signs such as sadness, anger, denial, fear, and shame, which may lead then to nightmares, insomnia, relationship difficulties, and emotional outbursts. Uh, Common physical symptoms of trauma include such things as nausea, dizziness, altered sleep patterns, changes in appetite, headaches, and even gastrointestinal problems. And those symptoms over time may result in psychological disorders, including post-traumatic stress syndrome, depression, anxiety, dissociative disorders, and even substance abuse problems. So those are some of the things that this article and several articles that I looked at talked about as the results of or symptoms or uh, signs that someone is experiencing trauma. Writing in Psychology Today, Dr. Odelia Gertel-Crabill, a trauma therapist, says this, And I'm quoting from her article because I thought this was really good. She says, traumatic injury shocks and changes all systems. These include cognitive, the trauma affects the ability to process thoughts and make good judgments, emotional, looping with emotions of shame, guilt, fear, anger, and pain, physical systems, it affects muscles, joints, digestion, and metabolism, temperature, sleep, immune system, and more. Uh, changes to our to our spiritual system. Uh, she says the trauma affects our worldview, the lenses with which we see reality, typically causing us to see the world as unsafe and affecting our understanding and meaning of life, society, and the world. And finally, trauma, injuries, shocks, and changes our social systems. Uh, she says the trauma affects relationships with spouses, family, friends, colleagues and strangers. And because it affects so many so deeply, it affects structures of societies. And I just thought this was really interesting. Obviously, you know, this came up in the context of uh, what we're going on with the, the lockdowns around the world and, and the results of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. But these things are true uh, with respect to any kind of trauma, uh, I su- I see personally in myself some of these things that um, Dr. Craybill talks about in terms of the the spiritual uh, impacts, the social impacts, the emotional impacts, and all of those things. And maybe you're feeling some of that as well. And I think there's so much um, so much to be gained from just recognizing that this is normal. It is typical for human beings to react in this way to this kind of, um, injury to us is the way she refers to it. Trauma causes injury to us. And, uh, that doesn't mean we're stuck with th- the results of this, but being aware of it is the first step towards finding ways to cope with it, uh, overcome it, deal with it. So I highly recommend um, Dr. Craybill's article, and again, I will have a link to that in the show notes so you can check it out. If you're experiencing any of this, you might find it um, instructive, you might find it encouraging because she offers lots of ideas for how to cope with these uh, all these various effects, and I'll share some of those as we go on in this episode. So, how does trauma affect our productivity? Well, obviously all the things that I've been talking about for the last 10 minutes or so uh, can affect our ability to get the things done that matter to us, to have a meaningfully productive life. Those emotional and physical effects, the spiritual effects, the social effects of trauma on us individually and in family units and society as a whole, but they, they have an impact on us as individuals because Uh, experiencing those things can make it hard to get things done. We are distracted. We have difficulty concentrating, maybe difficulty making decisions. Um, We are, you know, experiencing all of these effects that we've been talking about can interfere with our ability to do the things that we want to be doing, the, the things that matter most to us. And so that's the reason I wanted to talk about this, because I know I've experienced at varying times, uh, difficulty in, in staying focused on the task at hand because I'm mentally distracted by, um, what's going on around me and the impact that it's having on my life and in the life of people I care about. So how can we address the effects of trauma and improve our productivity, uh, in in light of what we we have learned about it that's really the reason i wanted to talk about this i think it's important to become aware of it to recognize what we're experiencing whether it's because of this pandemic or something else in your life or in your family's life or your community's life the first step as i said earlier is to recognize wait a minute i have experienced a trauma i am having an emotional reaction to that trauma And uh, it is having impacts on me. What can I do about that to improve how I'm feeling and my ability to get the things done that are important to me? Well, one thing that came to mind for me is uh, if one result of trauma is that feeling of helplessness, a feeling that we have lost control of our life, one way to kind of address that. And I don't want to say overcome. I'm not sure that's the word I'm looking for, but it's the word that comes to mind right now. Uh, That feeling of helplessness that one of the articles talked about, uh, one way to deal with that is to find small ways to assert control where you can. And there are lots of things that we can do to assert that control. We've talked about this some in some recent previous episodes, but one of the things we can do to establish control uh, uh, and that feeling that we have regained some control over our lives is to establish workable routines for our day-to-day life. And you know, we're we've been in the midst of so much upheaval and change and and we can't uh, always do the things that we normally would do in the way we normally would do them. But we can still find ways to establish those routines that work for us. Uh, being gentle with ourselves and those around us, but finding some ways to establish routines that work in the circumstances that we're in. And this is true, as I said before, whether we're talking about now while we're dealing with a pandemic or if it's because of some other trauma that has occurred to you, whether it's a national disaster or an assault or anything like that that's left you feeling that loss of control Uh, and that helplessness, finding ways to assert control by establishing routines that work in the the circumstances that you're in. And so maybe that's a simple morning routine that helps kind of ground you in the here and now uh, that lets you create opportunities for you to express your feelings, to feel whatever it is you're feeling. Uh, address it, be aware, be present and in the moment, and then get on about your day in whatever way works for you. And so maybe it's, you know, getting up at a regular time and, and getting a cup of tea and sitting down with a journal or a book that is uplifting to you or something that kind of creates a, an entrance into your day that is uh, reassuring to you, that you can feel uh, some comfort in and some control over and maybe plans for the day in terms of what you do each day, how you chunk up your time to accomplish the things that you care about, uh, to do the things that need to be done. Um, And, and then a nighttime routine of kind of winding down for the day, processing what's happened that day, taking time to recognize whatever emotions you've been feeling, process those and um, settling in for the night to get a good night's sleep. Whatever the routines are that work for you, the things that help you kind of anchor your day, uh, put a start to it and a finish to it uh, that is workable for you. Again, that's a way to assert a little bit of control in a situation where you might be feeling helpless and out of control. Another thing to do would be to lean on your support system whatever the trauma is that you've experienced, finding uh, where your support system is and, and not being afraid to ask for help when you need it. And that support system might be a spouse, it might be a friend, might be a coach or a therapist, whoever it is that you need to lean on a little bit, give yourself permission to do that and ask for the help and offer it to others. Sometimes the best way to sort of pull ourselves out of uh, the emotional experience of trauma is to turn our attention to someone else that we can help. Uh, Now, you know, I say that with some hesitance because I think a lot of us, I, I know many in the productive woman community, are the kind that we're always focusing on other people anyway, and uh, maybe neglecting our own uh, emotional, spiritual, physical well being to do so. And so I'm not suggesting that you should hide from your feelings or ignore your feelings and put all your time and attention on somebody else. I'm just saying that. Uh, leaning on a support system accepting help from others and reciprocating can be another way to establish a little control in an otherwise sort of uncontrollable helpless situation so don't be afraid to do that the third thing i would suggest is that we can be strategic about the commitments we make or keep, you know, the ones we retain during this, the time of trauma or the aftermath of trauma and the goals that you're pursuing. It is important, I think, to have objectives to pursue that you feel are worthwhile and that you can be enthusiastic about because it helps keep us motivated. It gives us something to look forward to and move forward in, in, instead of feeling trapped in the situation that we're in right now and in whatever those emotions are. Once again, I'm not suggesting that we should try to pretend we're not feeling whatever it is we're feeling or that we we try to sort of bury those feelings by work, work, work on whatever goals there are. In fact, I I'm suggesting just the opposite. Take uh, the opportunity to be really strategic about what commitments you stick with during this time. If this is a time when your usual activities are curtailed for whatever reason, maybe it's a great time to consider whether it's an opportunity to reevaluate ever your normal activities and routines are and be very intentional about which ones you resume when the time comes, letting some things go to create a day-to-day life and a, you know, a big picture life that really works for you, that that serves you well, instead of just, you know succumbing as we often do to that, that I want to please everybody. I want to fill up every minute. So I don't think about how difficult the situation is, this trauma that I've experienced. Instead, be uh, intentional and strategic about which things we keep, which commitments, which goals, which all those things, which ones we keep, which ones we let go of and make space in our life uh, for taking care of ourselves, Uh, being quiet with ourselves. And um, just, just that little bit of quiet can make a huge difference. And this, any kind of trauma, the aftermath of trauma, as you're processing the experience and the feelings that have come from it is a, a, an opportunity can be an opportunity to reevaluate what our normal is and what we want it to be when we're on the other side of that trauma fourth one would be, or fourth suggestion for dealing with the effects of trauma and improving our productivity during and after trauma, uh, is to learn some new tools for recognizing and processing those feelings and managing our thinking. This is one that I've been trying to spend some time on to practice though, those tools that I've been learning to look for new tools that will help me with processing my feelings, managing my own thinking. One of them, of course, is whatever you can do to learn to be more present and more aware of what you're feeling and how you're manifesting those feelings. I think we can Uh, Think we're, you know, if if we're not really being present and conscious about this, we can uh, misconstrue our feelings or misconstrue our actions and what feelings are driving them, if that makes sense. For instance, if we are losing our temper, one of the articles that I mentioned earlier said that can be an emotional response to trauma, uh, emotional outbursts. And maybe something happens and we lose our temper, maybe even overreact to certain events. And maybe what's underlying that anger that resulted in the outburst is fear or helplessness. Stopping when you're realizing what you've done, you know, if you've lost your temper or had some sort of outburst, taking the time to process that and think, okay, what was really behind that? What what feelings uh, was I feeling at the time that led to that? And just learning to recognize and identify and put a name to the feelings that drive what we're doing. Uh, the Psychology Today article that I mentioned earlier, um, Dr. Craybill talked about this. Um, and uh, she referred to body awareness, which she defined as learning to detect and trace what is happening in the body. It's uh, particularly important, she says, to understand what sensations are associated with various triggers, emotions, movements, associations, and images. So again, this goes to that point of being Uh, aware and present and acknowledging when I am, if I'm feeling sad, what does that feel like in my body? If I am having an emotional reaction to something, what is going on in my body? Am I feeling it in my stomach? Am I feeling tension in my shoulders? It's important to learn to recognize these things because The first step to uh, making change, if you want to make a change, is to recognize where you are. And I I think a lot of us don't even stop to think about these things. In her article, um, Dr. Craybill says that when we're suffering the effects of trauma, we can benefit from both mindfulness and what she calls intentional mindlessness, And I thought this was really interesting because I've been talking about that mindfulness, that awareness of what's going on in our head and in our body, how the emotions we're feeling are affecting us um, physiologically. But she says this about uh, mindfulness and mindlessness. She says both are practices that can increase the ability to quiet an alerted nervous system. However, she says, mindfulness is a mental state that focuses on awareness of what is here and now, those present moments, sensations, feelings, and thoughts. Whereas mindlessness brings attention to focus on a ta- task or activity and seeks to be fully absorbed by it. She goes on to point out Uh, because maybe you're something that you may be thinking because I thought the same thing as I was kind of researching this. She says, mindfulness can be very challenging for trauma survivors since along with awareness of the present can come expanded awareness of sensitivity to certain sounds, smells, or textures. Um, These sensitivities known as triggers and alerts torment many survivors by bringing to the surface unwanted memories and a flood of emotions. And if not developed slowly and gradually, Dr. Craybill says mindfulness can cause more harm than good. So that's very interesting. If you are in the throes of trauma of all the reactions to trauma, stopping to be uh, very mindful and very present with what you're feeling may lead to triggers that are very uncomfortable and very unpleasant. And she urges us when we are, have suffered a trauma and we are experiencing that to develop that mindfulness slowly and gradually and not push ourselves further than we can go. She goes on to say in, in response to that, Intentional mindlessness that incorporates creative activity can be just as calming to the nervous system as mindfulness and engaging in it enhances the ability to be spontaneous. When practicing intentional mindlessness, we want to engage in activity that fully absorbs us and during which the mind doesn't flit to other thoughts or to what we are thinking and feeling, and that increases our sense of joy. So the idea here is to maybe give our nervous system a little bit of a break from feeling these intense emotions that can come from, uh, as a result of trauma and by letting our mind get fully absorbed in something else that brings us joy. She says, typical activities that are good for this are playing games, scribbling and doodling exercise and so forth. And in her article, she, she makes a bunch of other suggestions. So if this is something that you think might be helpful to you, I do encourage you to go to the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 292 and find the link to Dr. Craybill's article and read that for more ideas. Uh, Other ways of processing all of this might include journaling meditation, even just 60 seconds of mindful breathing a couple times a day to slow down our heart rate a little bit and kind of get our bodies to relax. Physical movement is very, very important in coping with the effects of trauma. Uh, One article says, as well as burning off adrenaline and releasing endorphins, exercise and movement can actually help repair your nervous system. And so they recommend some, uh, a couple of things with respect to physical movement, they recommend 30 minutes or more of physical activity on most days. And it doesn't have to be a solid 30 minutes. If you've got small children, maybe you can't, you know, go off for a 30 minute run or something like that. Uh, but this, these experts say that, you know, three, 10 minute sessions will work just as well if that's easier for you, they recommend for this movement to have the best effect a rhythmic exercise that it, that engages both arms and legs, something like walking, running, swimming, basketball, or dancing. So, you know, if you can't get away, you could just turn on some music that you really like and just dance around your living room. And that's something you can do with the kids right there. If, uh, if having small children around is uh, making it difficult for you to get out, like to, to work out somewhere, just having a dance party for, 10 or 15 minutes can make a huge difference in your mood and probably theirs as well and uh these experts in this article recommended adding a mindfulness element So while you are doing this physical activity, whatever it is, focus on your body and how it feels as it moves. So if you're walking or running outside, maybe notice the feel of the wind on your skin or through your hair, the smell of flowers or the sound of birdsong. Uh, But again, grounding yourself in what's going on. Certainly take care of yourself. We, we need to be reminded of this, I think, in order to allow our, our nervous system, our minds, our bodies, our emotions to cope with and recover from the effects of trauma. Taking care of ourselves physically is important. Mm. So all the usual things, plenty of sleep, a well-balanced diet, avoiding alcohol and drugs. Those things don't in the long run, help us uh, recover from and uh, develop positively out of trauma. And so making time to take care of yourself becomes very important. That goes back to the, what I was saying earlier about establishing routines that uh, let you both kind of assert a little bit of control, but also make space for taking care of your mind, your body, your emotions uh, when you are recovering from and dealing with the effects of trauma. And finally, certainly practice self-compassion. Dr. Craybill says it's one of the most effective practices to manage the aftermath of trauma and an essential requirement for sustaining progress after trauma. Self-compassion, when you are Uh, dealing with the results, the effects of trauma, being compassionate to yourself. As I was thinking about this, I thought, be as kind to yourself, as compassionate to yourself as you would to a small child who had been injured, or to your very best friend, someone you love very much. Would you beat up on that person for not accomplishing enough things in the day? Or would you give her a little bit of compassion, recognizing the, the trauma that she has experienced and the res, the effects of that trauma. I, I love what Dr. Craybill says that it is one of the most effective practices for managing the aftermath of trauma to get to that point to where you can be productive in the way that you want to be in, in terms of getting the things done that are important to you is to allow yourself to experience what you've experienced, be compassionate with yourself as you work through it, it will make all the difference in the world. It is not unproductive to be kind to yourself. In fact, it is a necessary component of a truly productive life to be compassionate toward yourself as you would to anybody else that you care about. So those are some of my thoughts on um trauma whatever the trauma might be obviously as i've said i'm thinking a lot about the the uh, collective trauma that we as a society have experienced over the last few weeks uh, that uh, you know has those impacts on us i recognized in these descriptions of trauma's impact, a lot of things that I've experienced that I've talked with you about that you've experienced. And whether it's that kind of thing or some other trauma that you feel like it's interfering with your ability to be productive in the way you want to be, there are steps you can take. The first one I think is to recognize that it is normal to feel the things you're feeling. It is normal to have those emotions and those, those impacts, those effects of trauma, but that there are things we can do to cope, to address the aftermath and to move on in forward into a more and more productive and joyful life. So those are my thoughts on this. Um, some things I found in my research, but what do you think? how do you cope with the effects of trauma that might interfere with your ability to accomplish the things that are most important to you? Are there steps you take or uh, things that you do to cope and um, recover from, if you want to call it that. I would love to hear what those are. You can share your ideas or your questions about this in the comment section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 292. And that is where you'll find links to some of these resources that I mentioned uh, that uh, were the source of you know, the ideas and some of the information that I shared with you today. You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or if you are a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, we always have conversations about these sorts of things going on in that group, and you are welcome to jump into that conversation or post a question or, you know, suggest uh, an idea for that discussion there. If you'd prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, I always love to hear from you. So please don't hesitate to email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would, as I said, love to hear from you. Before we go, remember, if you've been avoiding checking into life insurance because it's just too much of a hassle, don't forget to visit policygenius.com to see how they can simplify the process of finding the right insurance for you and your family. And thank you so much to Policy Genius for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of the Productive Woman As always, I am grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was worthwhile. I look forward to hearing from you and to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.